Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, welcome to Good Game Nice Try. It's your favorite video game slash nerd culture podcast. I'm your second favorite host, Aaron Blair, here with your first favorite host, Sonia. Aww, see... Off the intro of that, I thought you were gonna say your favorite host, and I'm like, you know what? Bold, but not incorrect. I am the Scotty Pippen to your Bill Lambeer. Now I know they played on different teams, so that doesn't really make sense, but I'm not good at sports. That's why I'm into <laughs> video games. Uh, you know what's interesting? I have to say, we've been doing this podcast for a minute, and I'm obsessed in life with like, firsts and lasts mm -hmm. like it's always interesting to me like how things end up but then how they also start like how did i don't think we've ever how did things start for you period like where did you even did, how did you start in gaming and how did you start doing videos like where did that even come from i, I thought you were about to say where did you even come from where did you even <laughs> come from <laughs> um yeah, it, it's funny thinking back on like early YouTube videos. I mean, I, I started on uh, horror um, and I did some League of Legends stuff, but the, a big pinnacle outside of Minecraft was doing uh, CSGO videos. Whoa. Just like playing CSGO because the one thing that I learned that I love the most in like creating videos and just in general, just being on games is open lobbies. Being able to just like chat right. with random people across the world and just the shit that they say, <laughs> it is just like comedy gold. It's so good. I feel like you've kind of had a similar situation in VR chat too and your foray into the VR space, just running into random people um, and doing bits with random people. And they are like fully, fully in it. Like they will commit. It is so interesting because like, you know, like working in comedy for like 20 years, I think I'm always trying to create something that just naturally happens when you put insane people together, you know, like you're mm -hmm. trying to like put yourself in the mindset of like, okay, what would people say in an open lobby? and trying to write that down. But then when you go into an open lobby, it's just the funniest things. <laughs> They're just insane. And I'm always trying to like, how do I create this kind chaos. of a thing? It's chaos. Yeah. And it is a, <laughs> it is a specific I will say to your point, it's a specific feeling and a specific group of people, but you can totally picture it in your head, you know? Mm -hmm. No, for sure. And it's just the complete buffet of like, you never know what 
you're going to get. You'll have like an 11 year old who's saying shit that they probably shouldn't say. You'll have an open lobby, someone's open mic in a living room of just like <laughs> chaos happening. There's a dog barking. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's getting so like singing. I don't know. Like it's just such a concoction of you just have no idea what you're going to get. And it's beautiful. It, but it's always felt to me like these open lobbies are like a fertile ground for, it could be a fertile ground for creativity. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and and that's, again, why I really loved just jumping into, like, I would always play the same map. And it was just, I knew the map so well, I didn't have to care. I could just interact with people and just be, you know, be ridiculous. And just the, the chaos that would ensue from that was so worth just playing Dust 2 for the rest of my life. <laughs> but, but I never really thought of, uh, you know, taking it to the next level and starting to do voices. I had like a voice modulator. I did some like dumb robot voice. So I was Optimus Prime a few times, but I never thought about playing like fully fleshed characters, which was kind of missed opportunity on my part. And that's why I'm so stoked for our guest today because he is like the pinnacle of open lobby success stories. For real, like he's jumping in, impersonating uh, from Family Guy, Cleveland Brown in open Call of Duty lobbies. And he went from that to voicing the actual character on the show. It's wild. Uh, he's extremely talented. Uh, he's a musician and he also has his own YouTube channel where he shares a lot of his awesome gaming content. So here's our interview with Arif Sahir. Arif, thank you for being here. This is uh, extremely fun for us because uh, you are, I, I like to say, I, I don't think of myself as having, I like to think of myself as being kind of talented and being a good performer. You are maybe one of the most talented people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Unbelievably re un unreal in terms of the, the crazy impressions you're able to do. First of all, when you are going to do a new impression, how what are the steps to get inside the character? What what are some of your the little ticks that you you kind of focus on? If it's someone I really want to learn, I'll just like I'll watch a quote of theirs back to back for like 20, 30 minutes to an hour and just keep repeating that and repeating that until I can get it right. A single quote. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't click every time, trust me. There's a lot of voices I've tried and failed at a lot. But when it does click, that's when it's the, you know. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Chef's kiss, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, you I mean, obviously very multi-talented. You have a huge Rolodex of incredible <laughs> impersonations. Uh one thing I I really wanted to ask you, because I feel like we we have a very similar shared love. And obviously you've been on YouTube for a really long time. Mm -hmm. uh, if anyone has not checked out your YouTube channel, uh, it's incredible. <laughs> uh, I feel like you and I are very similar in that we have a, a love of uh, not only video games, but open lobbies in video games. Oh, yeah. Just open mics. Yeah, that's the best thing, man. It's the that, best. It seems like that was like the the bread and butter of your channel for so long, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. I think what sucks is like nowadays with the whole, you know, the past four or five, six years, the party chat thing with people talking to their friends. Obviously, it's better for everyday, you know, daylight. But <laughs> right. for someone like my my type of content, it was harder. Like I saw a significant drop in like people talking on the mics in public lobbies because of the party chat feature. So mm -hmm. I do miss those Black Ops Two Modern Warfare days, but um, it's still fun. <laughs> no, it's so good. I that was honestly. I get like the basis of a lot of my content too is just uh, jumping into like random CSGO lobbies and just like the mm -hmm. shit that people would say. It's so, it's so <laughs> funny, but you were able to like elevate it and just bring 
all of the voices that you're able to do to the game and just mm-hmm. troll the hell out of people. Yeah, it was so fun because so I would funny. do that stuff before recording it. You know, when you, you know, when I was a little kid, have your friends come over for a sleepover, hop on the game and just like prank. It's like prank calling, but on the game, you know, so just talk yeah. and do random voices to people <laughs> and just made it a channel. So you were yeah. doing this like before YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no wow. voices yet, but like doing like silly like uh, accents and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And it, and I mean, let's talk about Cleveland for a second, because to be able to take trolling people <clears throat> on chat to getting on Family Guy as yeah. like the legit voice of Cleveland Brown, I, I mean, it's a, a Cinderella story. Uh, but when did you first kind of take it? Take us through kind of how that started. And then where was the real turning point where you're like, wait a second, this actually this might actually happen. Like, this yeah, yeah. Well, just doing it for years, and, uh, <laughs> watching the show, and uh, no. Um, <laughs> when Mike stepped down, I initially thought, wow, that sucks. I, they're going to write Cleveland out of the show. If yeah. they cast someone, that would be cool. But, you know, I prefer it just to be Mike Henry myself. I had said that. And um, my friends were like, oh, Mike, you know, my whole channel. Oh, Azers, bro, do it, dude. This is made for you, made for you. And in my head, I'm like, there's no way. You know, I'm a YouTuber. This is not going to whatever. And, um, you know, I... Two weeks later, I got an email saying, we would love for you to audition for Cleveland if you want to. And I was like, yeah, no, You're no. like, nothing about it, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Hard yeah. pass. Hard right, pass. right. They had seen my, um, I did a Cleveland Brown voice tutorial on my channel. And that they said that was mm. one of the distinguishing videos that, you know, they were like, you know, we know you you know the character. You have a respect for it. We, we'd love for you to audition. And I auditioned for like a month, you know, four or five times. And uh, yeah, on the fifth, sixth time I got it. So. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's crazy. So was it, uh, did they just happen to stumble upon you or was there anyone out there kind of planting some seeds with them or how did that come about? What had happened to my fans had made a um, uh, a petition that got like 17,000 signatures, which was cool. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, and I did a TikTok as a joke initially when Mike stepped down that got like 2 million uh, views um, like in like two days. So they probably yeah. saw that as well, you know. Jeez. I would say between the two, that definitely puts a bit of a spotlight on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's so interesting to me because it's like, I think it's, you know, I look back on, on you know, my career and those things, and it always feels like luck. It always mm-hmm. feels like, oh my God, a bolt out of the blue. But really like, you know, you were putting in the work before that and you were doing a lot yeah. of stuff, you know, and, and so it kind of... Yes, I mean, sure. I'm sure it was like a bit of a break or all, all those things. But like, even the fact that you could get your fans could, could get 17,000 signatures is is huge. And I think it's just a real testament to a your talent, but b like how much work you've been putting in beforehand. Like, mm. it, it, you know, can you take us back to the beginning of when you just even were like, maybe I should just start doing stuff on YouTube, and then. Uh, the very early process of those grinding out those first videos. Yeah, well, I came from an acting background as a kid. That was my favorite thing in the world. This is my dream. And initially, I, I had made my first YouTube channel in 2006, and it was me doing magic wow. tricks. And I wanted to I wanted to do skits and stuff, um, but magic I never had the tricks. resources. Like, yeah. What, what was your? Did you have a signature <laughs> trick? Um, well, okay. These are the you know Chris Angel David Blaine days. So I really oh, was, yes. I wanted to be Chris Angel so bad. Ooh. And um, just a lot of card tricks. You know, a lot of gimmicks where like the preset card you can make it disappear and float and stuff like that. Do you um, still any? Do you still have that knowledge? Like it's still in you. Rusty. Like, yeah. You can, like, you can pull point, it out at a party. I could watch magicians now and be like, I know how they do that. It's cool. You go to um, you go to the magic castle and you're like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I got Sorry, it. See you. Let's go up there as Cleveland. Um, no, but <laughs> yeah. uh, so in 2013, um, you know, that channel had just become the Magic Channel, had just become my like viewing channel for just watching videos. I stopped creating and I started to do the Cleveland voice on Call of Duty in like 2012, 2013. And people would say, Yo, bro, make this a channel. This should go viral, you know, because no one really did it yet. And I was thinking, No one's going to watch this, you know, this is going to be, but whatever, I'll do it. And um, yeah. Um, 2013, late 2013, I started. I got my first like 50,000 views on Cleveland Brown plays Call of Duty, and the rest was history from then. So Dude, insane. Yeah, I, I did. I would for someone who's coming up on YouTube back then. I had I didn't have my own microphone. I had like my friend's blue snowball. I would go to his yes, house. Represent. Yeah, I recorded everything at his house and edited the video for like 20 hours. Um, and initially the video didn't do good. So people know like you're not going to do good instantly every time. But for me, I was like, I'm just having fun doing it. And if you're having fun, that's what's going to bring you to, you know, the the, the views and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I, I loved how the second video on your channel ever, like eight years ago, mm -hmm. was you doing the Cleveland Brown voice. Yeah, yeah. Eight years Full ago. Circle. I know. That's crazy. Is that wild to take a step back? And like, what would you say to 16-year-old to self? Yeah, what would you I, like? It's crazy to think about. I don't think he would believe it, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, especially since, honestly, I had a, uh, as I was building Steam, I remember I got 17,000 subscribers, um, in 2013, 14, and I was really building Steam. I was like, all right, I'm going to work on my second Cleveland Brown video. I can't wait. And then my computer broke. Um, and these were the days Perfect. where Perfect. money was not easy to come by. Yeah. So I had like a four to five month hiatus and a lot of my views dropped and I was like, oh, my whole career is gone. I'm never going to be whatever. Like I was convinced I was done. And I was like, you know what? Let me come back. I tried it. And it did good. Then I was like, let me try Obama. And that did good and stuff like that. You know, it was crazy. That's wild. And and so how was it your first day at Family Guy? How What's going through your head? And and what, what kind of surprised you about actually working on the show? Well, you know, it's a unique experience because it's during COVID and the pandemic. So I haven't sure. been able to physically meet anyone yet or go into um, a booth with other actors. Um, but I will say the first uh, <laughs> table read, um, everything's via Zoom. So the second I click, you know, join and the thing is, I'm like, oh, oh, man. Uh, then everyone You're pops like, I'm up. In it. Yeah. You got uh, Alex Bornstein, Seth Green, Rich, all the producers and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, Patrick Warburton. And, uh, you know, I used to do Patrick Warburton's voice as Joe, everyone does Joe's voice as a kid. And, um, he was like, uh, Hey, good morning, Reef. And I was like, Hey man. <laughs> and I was fangirling inside, but I was like, Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, Aww. so that was crazy, but, um, it took me, uh, I don't know, like three or four or five times, whatever we would read through the script and when we would get closer and closer to Cleveland, my heart was going, okay. <laughs> I was like, don't forget the voice. Don't forget the voice. Like, don't have a voice. I mean, Cleveland voice cracks, but I was like, don't have a voice crack. Don't mess up. And it ended up being fine. But those first couple of times were nerve wracking. <laughs> it's like when you're in like elementary school and you're trying to read ahead and see if there's like a word you don't know. Yeah. yeah. And it's like your, your heart's just going crazy. Yeah, and you're like, that oh. was it. That's it. Same feeling. Yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, it just, it, it just feels like I would just get so in my head about it. Oh or, my God, let, so yeah. let, let's talk video games. I mean, so when you're playing video games and because you are a voiceover actor, mm -hmm. are you critiquing the, the voices or can you lose yourself in the game and not um, like, oh, this is a terrible voice that this person's doing, you know, weird choice, you know? I think typically, I think the type of games I play are pretty like, I, I tend to go for the AAA 
you know, titles like Naughty Dog or Rockstar. So the voice acting is not really a problem. But if it's like a little <laughs> indie game, you know, obviously sometimes a voice. Well, interesting choice. Um, but yeah. you know, that's everything. I'm sure it's harder to do than, I. you know, I can't wait to dive into that world as well of video game acting. But um, no, I, mm-hmm. I, I think I think people have a lot of fun with that, you know. Yeah. I would just love you just throwing grenades like, and you know what? Fuck Troy Baker. <laughs> like, you know, just like, just, yeah, this guy, oh Nolan North God. can't do anything. You know, what, 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 what are some video game franchises, if you could take your pick, that you would want to be a part of, that you would want um, to waste? 100% uh, um, Last of Us. That's like, that, you know, obviously. That was so quick. I mean, I'm, so just a, quick, I'm a naughty yeah. dog. I love Neil Druckmann. I love, every, I love oh Troy Baker. God, I love so Nolan North. I love everyone. Um, let me see. Uh, oh, anything Insomniac does. Obviously, mm-hmm. Spider-Man yeah. or Ratchet and Clank will be awesome. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. A Bethesda game like, you know, Starfield or Fallout. or mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see all that. I've, I've always said I wanted to, I would love to do just like, you know, like famously George Clooney did the voice of like the dog in the first South Park episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, I had no idea. Because like, he was one of the people allegedly who passed like the VHS around to try to get it and kind of helped get it oh, made. Wow. So they like let him be the dog or whatever. I would love to just That's be cool. like a grunting <laughs> Like orc. a little side character. Yeah, yeah like, a, like yeah. a weird, like, you know, I, yeah, that would be, I think That's that would funny. be a dream. dream. <laughs> um, so between... You've got a pretty full plate, my friend. But I, I don't think I need to be the one to tell you that. But I think, you know, between recording for Family Guy, still doing, you know, YouTube videos, you're working on music, you have so much going on. Do you still have time to play games? Like, what are you playing right now? Um, yeah, I shouldn't have time to play games, but I do. <laughs> I uh, I need to start budgeting my time. As, much, as busy as I am, I, I do feel like the time I'm playing games, I should be spending more on working. But... I'm just such a. It's hard because it's like my heart. Gotta um, have balance. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to lose the love for it, right? Right. Exactly. Right now, what? Let's see here. Oh, I'm, I platinum to Halo Infinite. Oh. Yeah, so nice. fun. Um, Wait, uh, have you been playing the multiplayer? Like I was, I was. Then I took a break after Christmas, you know. Yeah. And I came back home and I haven't touched it since. But beforehand, <laughs> I, I was playing. It. Yeah, I was playing that a lot. Um, I'm not really playing anything right now. Right now. Oh, I see. Uh, you, so you've got your screen on in the background. For oh yeah. Time. It's a, you know, can't see, yeah, but be, I see It Takes Two. Uh-huh. I play this a bunch, that Matrix um, Unreal Engine. Oh, the, the Matrix Unreal Engine experience was so freaking cool. Oh, I haven't yeah. tried that yet. Oh, yeah, my it's gosh. it's incredible. It's incredible. I haven't played Kenna yet. What are you guys playing right now? I, I'm not really playing anything right. I'm, next year is when all the, you know, that's when my yeah. life is going to go to gaming. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I think this year for sure. I mean, like you oh, said, this Starfield. Oh, this year. That's what I meant. This year, yeah. It's you know what? It still feels like the end of the yeah, right. twenty twenty one. We can say this year. <laughs> What's time anyway, man? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm on I'm on the Halo Infinite train. I all I wanted to do was rank up, and as soon as I got into gold, all I wanted to do was get out of gold. So mm-hmm. uh, your girl is uh, <laughs> platinum one now. Uh, okay. <laughs> not okay. to brag, but uh, no, I've just been like diving deep. At, thank you, thank you, no big applause. Uh, I've been diving deep into that, but I'm just I'm waiting for Horizon, uh, Forbidden mm. West. There's so many good games coming up. This year, yeah. Uh, again, Starfield. Is there anything else that you're like you have your your sights on that you're waiting for? Yes, God of War, of course. Um, oh, yeah. of course. Sifu. I don't know if you guys have seen anything about that that uh, martial martial arts game from the developers of Absolver. It looks Very awesome. Excited for that. Yes. Awesome. Mm. Uh, Dying Light Two, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, that Harry Potter game. That's oh my. If that comes oh, yeah. out, um, yeah. Isn't so, that the MMO? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh my God. I hope it's wizard uh, <laughs> MMO. That's all. That's all we need right now. Yeah. Oh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. That's gonna be fun too. Oh, oh cool. yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. I have to say, I'm into weird games. 
I'm into weird Let's games, man. And I'm obsessed with this game. I hope you guys are ready. Goat Simulator. That's what I'm I, You know what? I did, I did a live show called Super Boss for many years at conventions. I, go, I, mean, I had people compete with like celebrity uh-huh. judges and That's Goat funny. Sim was one of the rounds. They had to like, yeah. It was, and it, oh, oh my God. It would just destroy. Lot, like uh, audiences go crazy. But uh, I've been playing a lot of Animal Revolt Battle Simulator lately, which is like, there's a bunch of, um, it's just like any, it's like crazy animals and then fantasy animals. You just have them all fight each other. It <laughs> sounds really, fun. It's really fun to set up. Uh, especially it's like an like, RTS kind of a thing? I don't know what RTS is, but probably. Like a real, like a tr- real-time strategy sort of, like you take a turn. and No, no, it's oh, chaos. Oh. It's just they all, giant snakes and hydras. <laughs> it's a great drinking game, man. I'm going to put it out there. It's real fun. Wait, to what's just it called see, again? Like, it's called it's called an animal revolt ba- animal revolt battle simulator, and you could have like giant like gorillas with Thor hammers fighting like a bunch of Roman soldiers. Uh, last night I had uh, three hundred salmon who apparently could just fly in the air, and then uh, as they do, and one super powered ant, and they just they were just fighting. <laughs> oh, that's it was funny. awesome. Uh, well, the salmon, but barely. Because oh. the, the ant couldn't get any clean hits, you know. But anyway, that's uh, yeah. That, but it's fun to do that, and then do to like a, uh, you know, like do a play by play, you know, yeah. like you know, here we go. I had a bunch of demons fighting a bunch, uh, team monkey. I had a bunch of monkeys. Anyway, oh that's kind of the. Arif, I, I need help. Is what I'm saying. I need to go, I need to, go to the hospital. We're gonna, we're gonna transition you to a uh, dating simulator. Yeah. Oh my we're god. Gonna... Please. <laughs> Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know, again, like we were saying, you have so much on your plate and, uh, you know, with everything you're playing and doing right now, what is next? Like, what are your next steps? What, what's coming up for the year? Uh, what's in your sights? What do you want to work on? Um, I release at least two music projects this year. Yeah, um, there we go. Yeah. Uh, and try to, one of my main goals is getting to a video game for like a bit, uh, video game for voice acting or another oh, animation yeah. role. That'd be amazing. I'm shocked it hasn't happened, and it's a when, not an if, for sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you. 100%. 100%. Now, with music, are you inspired by any video game soundtracks, or do you have any favorite uh, um, games that you're like, oh, the music here is insane? Because I feel like like you talk about The Last of Us. That's a Mm -hmm. soundtrack. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, Uncharted. I love that that, uh, theme song. Uh, Let's see here. The Horizon theme, the Horizon soundtrack is pretty sick. Yeah, like that, for so. sure, for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have known this this meme going around where um, 
the, the GoldenEye pause music from... Oh, so good. Have you heard Dude, how good it slaps. It, is? <laughs> it slaps so hard. It didn't need to I go know. that hard, but it I does. I know. Somebody, whoever was that, whoever <laughs> made that beat needs to be like famous right now. Get a raise. Dude, I they agree. influenced so everyone. Yeah. Also, I, lo- I love that that meme like blew up and none of us realized it back in the day. I know. We I all know. just took it for granted. Right. Right. I know. Exactly. I, I feel like maybe low key we appreciated it. We're like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. It's cool. But now looking back, yeah, it right. hit hard. It's insane. It's insane. Hard. That's actually, I'm working on a video now that uh, I do a 21 Savage impersonation and I'm doing a 21 <laughs> Savage wrapped on the Golden Eye Pause. So that's going to oh, be my next thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So. Amazing. That's so good. I just mm-hmm. feel like for me, Golden Eye was like, one of the first games that made me truly angry. Like, like just getting, I mean, odd job aside. At, at other people mm-hmm. or yeah, at yeah. yourself? Mostly, you know what? I'm more, other of a people. De- I'm more of a depressive, so more, it was more like, oh, I deserve to die. <laughs> on, the, on the note of GoldenEye, have you tried to play it recently? No. Either, either one of you. I have, yeah. Did it age well? Well... It is even more frustrating because I feel like back then you're so used to the N64 controller, mm-hmm. oh, but now yeah. like you've adapted now mouse and keyboard, yeah. everything else. So going backwards, it is so fucking frustrating. Mm-hmm. The single stick, man. I can't, can't do, it. do it. I can't <laughs> do the single stick. It's like, how do we ever play this? Oh, wow. How do we ever do the single stick? Because just we're so used to mm-hmm. being able to, you know, having mm-hmm. those two things uncoupled that right. you just feel like it's like, you know, uh, the Michael Keaton Batman suit, how he couldn't turn his yeah. neck. He had yeah. to turn his whole body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's terrible. It's that. But it's the nostalgic value. You know, right. it's still it's in there. And I, I feel like N64 was like my big jam. Um, that was probably the biggest system I was, you know, that was oh. like my first system that I really, really dived into. What was that for you? Uh, yeah, okay, so my first console, I wouldn't say, I died, okay, the Super Nintendo, um, I never got a 64, but I always wanted one, because it was the coolest looking thing in the world. I but, agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say PlayStation 2 was the first console I fully dived into. Oh, nice. But I was one of those kids who never, <laughs> who never had a memory card and didn't know what it was, so I thought that uh, every game you play, you start from the beginning every time, and I would do that for like three years straight. Oh, no. <laughs> so I never beat a game. Amazing. Yeah. What were what were the top replays? Like what uh, Jack, what first level did you play the most? Of? Yeah, oh my god. I would play Jack 2 all the time. It would be like a thing where I'd have my friends come over and be like, all right, whoever can beat the game today, thinking the game's <laughs> gonna be four hours long. Um but we literally would get like twelve I remember one time my friend and I got twelve hours in and then we had to start it over again because we didn't oh. do it. Yeah. Oh, um, that I that <laughs> gave me a physical pain hearing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god, the Spider Man PS One game was incredible. That was. Oh. I used god. to always replay that too. Do you guys remember the jam packs? Those two. Jam packs. No. It would be like the little discs you get in the magazines from GameStop or whatever, and it would have demos on them for PS Two games. Whoa. You literally oh, play wow. them. At, no, yeah. I don't think I ever got it. Oh Dang. my god, the coolest thing ever. Destroy <laughs> humans. Was it just like like little bite sized games, like little? Yeah. Uh, it would be. Yeah, it would be like a disc, and it would have like three or four demos of the upcoming PlayStation 2 games, and you would just play them. Yeah. That's, oh, man. I, yeah, I, now I feel like I'm, I want to go back and play a bunch of jam packs. Yeah, they're like, cool. Because that's the thing is like now, I think this is one of, this is kind of something I struggle with. Like, And, and this is true on YouTube also, and, and great YouTube content. There's just so much. There's so much out there, and there's no real kind of, like, you know, IGN or Polygon or whatever. It's so hard to find great stuff. Right. Um, you know, like, and, and many times, like, we're depending on the algorithm to feed it to us, you know, and all this other, mm-hmm. all these other things. Yeah. And um, it's just so hard to break through. That's why, why, you know, when you have a, when you ha- had your first viral hit, it's like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. And, but it's like, 
in a certain way, like you have to be your own advertising these yeah. days. And that's true for games too. It's like I play, I'll go through on Steam and you know, I'll do these live streams where we'll go on a game hunt. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like improv. We'll be like, all right, peanut butter. And I'll search for games on peanut butter. <laughs> and I found a lot of my favorite games just literally randomly. Being randomly, yeah. Wow. That way, which is yeah. like it's so weird to think about that, you know? You're right. That's I right. feel like a lot of it is just word of mouth. Like for me, just finding games like that. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't, you know, uh, It Takes Two, obviously Game of the Year. I don't think I would have like just stumbled across it yeah. and picked it up. But, you know, mm-hmm. just hearing from other people. But I do miss that. Like just being able to have like demos of games. Because even one thing one thing I, I'm finding that I struggle with is I'll start a game. And even if I don't like it, I feel obligated to finish it. Oh no! I feel I feel obligated. Really, you can you can just throw it out. (laughs) I have no heart. I'm just like fuck this. No, yeah, life's too short. I got plane, dude. I got planes backed up on the runway, like for games that I I still haven't played. Fight Crab. I bought a game where it's like two crabs and you have a little switchblade. You're a crab and you're fighting another crab. I haven't even been able to play it yet. There's a game called Spider Heck where it's just you versus a bunch of different spiders and you all have lightsabers. I haven't even played it yet. I don't have time for bad games. Fuck that. Arif, do you do you That's feel funny. the need to complete games? You just said you platinumed Halo Infinite. Are you like a completionist? Um, no, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I when it's like a, a game that I really, really love, I will. But for the most part, I'm, I'm like you. Like uh, for the ins- like. I got my first From Software game with Sekiro, and I played. I'm like, this is dope, man. I played it for like an hour, and I couldn't get past the first like giant dude. And I was like, no, nah, I don't have time for this. Yeah. I don't like, have time. <laughs> yeah, like I get it's a great game. I'm not that. Yeah. I can't sit here and chip away at the boss. No, yeah. like, it's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. That's fair, that's fair. I gave up at exactly the same point. The big, like, white like, yeah, yeah, yeah. guy on the hill. <laughs> yeah. I was uh-huh. like, well, I guess I'm never going past this. Bye. No. Yeah, it took me 40 <laughs> minutes to beat And people were like, oh, that's not even a boss. I'm like, no. <laughs> You're like, oh, that was the intro? Yeah, nah. right? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm good. Life's too short. Right. I will say, that is hilarious when you're playing a game. You're like, oh, man, two hours in this game. And then it, then the title comes up. And you're like, oh, my <laughs> God, how long is this game? <laughs> exactly. I'm good. It's like oh, it's it. But I will say, it's it's so funny because, and again, like, it is a it is a when of you voicing video game characters, mm-hmm. but it does feel like, and we talk about this a lot on this podcast, that games are like the new film, you know, the yeah. new art form uh, that really, it does feel like they're just starting to elevate beyond. I mean, you talk about Halo, man, like that is a mm-hmm. movie. That right. you're, you're you're playing in a movie, which is like crazy. Mm-hmm. Has, have you ever, what is the game that's like affected you the most emotionally? Okay, well, you know, aside from The Last of Us 2, because I feel like everyone will have that similar reaction. Um, That's true. Emotionally. Okay, I'm thinking now, uh, there's two instances. What made the, the game that made me the most happy and made me like feel like, wow, this is a, like Uncharted 2 when I first played that, there was nothing Ooh. like it to me at the time. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then Telltale's The Walking Dead when, oh. you know, I don't want to spoil, uh, well, yeah, you know what happens with Lee. Yeah, I was like, why am I crying at this game? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That, and that game really, especially that game, because I had never played a Telltale game. Walking Dead was the first one I'd played. And mm-hmm. it it snuck up on me. That game, because re- you're kind of, yeah. it's just kind of like a choose your own adventure. And you're not, you, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Son, you've right. played Telltale, Telltale, game, Telltale games, right? Yeah, I, I haven't played the Walking Dead one, though. It's 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 great, but it's also like, I didn't, I didn't, expect it to, I didn't expect to be pulled in emotionally like I was because it it is a little mm-hmm. 
you know, it's very like do this, do that, like Dragon's Lair or whatever, that old game. Um, Whereas something like The Last of Us, it's like going in. Yeah. You, you kind of know your heartstrings are going to get pulled. Maybe mm-hmm. not to the extent that they are, but. Right. Yeah. Right, or right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just, I guess I didn't feel like I was the character as much as other games. But yeah, you just, you choked up, man. That's a, that's a yeah. tough road to hoe. Tough road to right. hoe. That's wild. Uncharted 2, you know, kind of, you know, made you made you feel uh, human emotion. What no, mm. What are your thoughts on this movie coming out? Tom Holland, uh, 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 Mark Wahlberg, you know, a lot of people <laughs> are into it. Some people are not. What do you what do you think? What would you like to see from the movie? Um, I would like to see. Initially, I thought that Tom Holland was going to play um, like the Uncharted 3 Nathan Drake, but they had explained that it's going to be their own thing. Right. So that that. I'm already going into it with that mindset now. Like, if they were trying to go for, like, a kid Nathan Drake, but I he- I see he's doing every set piece from all the games. At first, I was like, uh. Like, it took him, like, it took him, like, 20 years to get to that that airplane scene. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> you know, I, uh, we'll see. I, I, from the new, the new scene they showed of the plane looked pretty cool. But I'm going to go into it with, uh, just, uh, I'm going to separate myself, like, from the games a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. so I can enjoy it more. You know, I, I love both of the actors, but... Interesting to see Mark Wahlberg as Sully to me, you know, and and Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. That's definitely interesting. I I agree. I think it's it's you know casting. I think is so important in in movies and in games, obviously. Right. Um. And and we have these thoughts in our head of like, oh, no one could be this or whatever. And and it's like I would just think like Nathan Fillion would be yes. Nathan Drake. But the the thing is maybe that's not going to work and we don't know the vision and we don't know mm-hmm. how it, it's all going to come about. So yeah, yeah I, I think they want to build, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, obviously they want to make it like a giant, you know, series. So Nathan Fillion's yeah. already like uncharted for Nathan Drake, you know, they right. want like, mm-hmm. um, but I know, I, I think my dream, like I thought about it the other day. Um, I think my dream, like uncharted, they had made uncharted in 2007, you know, seven, uh, no, nine or 10. I think Nathan Fillion <laughs> and JK Simmons and Sully would have been incredible to me. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is not taken away from, you know, Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, because I haven't seen the film yet, um, but that's what my dream comes to be for sure. And they're going to they're going to kill it. I mean, yeah, Tom Holland yeah. though, and, and Mark Wahlberg are great. And like, yeah. so that's the thing is like, I love the fact that that these guys are in it. And yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they do. And you just think about like, you know, are you a comic book fan? Um, no. I, I okay. love comic books, but I, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie and say I read them. So, yeah. So it's like it's like they needed to change stuff to make the Marvel movies, you know, from right. the comic books to make the Marvel movies work. They mm-hmm. couldn't have, this is such a deep nerdy reference. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't make Thanos, you know, the reason why he's doing it is in the comic, he's in love with death. You know, like the, mm-hmm. the girl, the mistress death. And so that's why he's doing all that. In uh, the movie, they had to change it and it works better. So Right, you know, right. You're right. Fight Club, the book is different than the movie. They got to adapt and make it better. Exactly. So totally. Totally. But we are we are really spoiled. I mean, between Uncharted and The Last of Us series and everything. I think we're really spoiled with like video game adaptations coming up. I agree. I agree. What's the one that we all want to see? What would you want to see? The The uh, last uh, that's not announced or what that's not that's that needs yeah, if you could put it out there in the world, what's the adaptation you want to um a Max Payne series would be sick. Oh. Uh what else? Hmm. Yeah, you said Max Payne quick. That I was very quick. Yeah, yeah. in a minute. No, I think they need to do Max Payne better. You know, they got to, <laughs> we go with uh, Mark Wahlberg again, though. But, yeah, they um, got to do it. <laughs> I think they can, there's a lot of source material there, whether it be in more games and more whatever. I think they, that's a cool character and cool world they need to explore more for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. And now after watching Arcane, I think they could do a lot with oh. uh, other games, you know? 
Hell like yeah. an animated series. Like I wanted to, I'm, I'm not a, you know, top down fan. I respect the, I respect the genre. I just not my thing. Um, yeah, I, I remember it. trying I LOL. I remember trying League of Legends years ago. I was like, this is not. And then I watched Arcane. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Oh, this is dope as shit. Let me try it again. Like, Hold nope. on a second. <laughs> yeah. And then I see a, a clown doing the worm. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I know. I don't know. So I, 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 you know, I don't know. I think they they can make more like animated series with games too. That would be really cool. That is a really good point because, you know, we are getting spoiled again, like I was saying with Uncharted and, uh, you know, The Last of Us, which is, I feel like they're game genres and um, stories that really lend themselves to a series. Mm -hmm. But something like League League of Legends, it's hard to, like, picture that as a series, but they did it so (laughs) well. Like, they killed it, and it was so unique. The animation style was so unique. I know, animation's incredible. And I was like, what? How is this League of Legends? Not to drip on it, but it's like, it's nothing like... The actual game, you know? Yeah. And I think you're right. I feel like that just opens doors for a lot of new series and Mm -hmm. a lot of new, um, I don't know. I feel like the sky's the limit, really. Right. That was really cool. It literally made me want to watch, I've I've wanted this for years, but like an Overwatch show or an Apex Legends show like that. That could be so, so sick. I know. I always think of like the little mini uh, like intro videos they were doing for mm-hmm. uh, Overwatch characters, yeah. and every one that I would see, I'm like, make a movie. Yeah, exactly. Make so a I movie. Know, I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Ugh. Honestly, part of me had an epiphany the other day. Like, I felt like, you know, for years, superhero films were like these one-offs. Every couple of years, you got Incredible yeah. Hulk. Then you had Spider-Man. Then you had Ghost Rider. Like, it was like, okay, they're cool, but you know. I feel like game gaming, like gaming media might be like that in the sense where they're making random shows, random movies. But I think one day a giant studio like Disney or something is just going to get a bunch of rights to video game companies and start mass producing them to the to the point where they become like AAA films. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can see that happening. Yeah, 100 percent. And that was the first thing I thought of, you know, when it said that Netflix it was announced Netflix was going to get into gaming. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Uh, and everyone's like, what? And I was like, here would be the only reason. So then they put a game out, then they do a series as well. Right. You know, and just absolutely destroy Smart. it. Or go the opposite way and like they've got Stranger Things, now make a fun, crazy right. game with it. Yeah. That's smart. Uh, sure. Now, look, I, I hate to say this, but we're almost out of time. But uh, we love to end every interview with asking our guests uh, their, their best and their worst. So, so the game that they love, absolutely love the most, and then the game they can't stand or maybe broke your heart let's start we'll go we're gonna start low and we'll go high so what's the game okay. that you just can't stand or that that disappointed you the most um no disrespect to cd project red okay i was just really mm-hmm. excited day one for cyberpunk and it just yes. wasn't i i i was telling myself for so long i was like you know what Arif? it's a you know i'm not a witcher fan i i respect it it's dope um yeah i'm, I'm probably not gonna get you know uh cyberpunk you know and then as they started like Mark, like like the marketing started going up and up. I'm yes. like, you know what? This could be the fallout that I want. This could be the this could be the Elder Scrolls that I've been wanting to I can't wait. And then it came out and yeah. So I'm sure it's great now. I haven't tested, but yeah. On Cyber paper, Punk. you're like cyberpunk and like kind of open world. Yes. Right, right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And yeah, great. I, I totally agree. CD Project Red, amazing folks. And mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to their next thing for sure. And it bums me out because I feel like yeah, they got a bad rap, unfortunately, yeah, for the right. Cyberpunk thing. But, uh, oh, man. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Best game. Best the um, one. Ah, oh, the shining beacon on the hill. Okay. I'm not going to say, um, you know, I've said Uncharted 2. So you get it. That's going to be the, you know, uh, honorable mention. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, uh, Bully, for sure. Bully by oh. Rockstar. Yes. Underrated. Yes. I've never played Bully. Oh, my it's so God. so good. It's so good. 
It's incredible. I was obsessed with that game. Yeah, <laughs> I was younger. Me too. Me too. Why? Why is it great? And and what? And what? Am I? Am I a bully in the game, or I'm fighting against no. bullies? No, so that's why it had gotten a lot of like flack from studio. I mean, like a lot of critics because they didn't even play it and were like, "Bully is just GTA, but in school, and you're robbing and murdering kids." And, that, and it wasn't that at all. You're literally <laughs> a, you're a delinquent, but you go to the school, you start like low, and there's like a whole honor system. These jocks, nerds, popular kids, and everything, and you got to like earn their trust. And you basically beat up the bullies, basically, and try to make everyone think, "Look, I'm a cool kid," and you can go around and like throw eggs on people and wedgie. And oh my god! Go to class and stuff. You can sneak out into the girls' dorm and kiss the girls. That's what like as a kid, as a dorky loser kid, I would, I would be the cool kid in that game. And that was like that was my thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I that feels like everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> it's I great. Play that it's yeah. really good. Oh my it's god! Really wow, well, bully. Well, good. I, again, thank you so much for for being here and, and course, congratulations again. And I can't wait to see you in a game uh, Mm -hmm. very, very soon. We're all pulling for you. Thank you guys so much. All right, so uh, thanks again to Arif. uh, And hey, look, check him out on on Family Guy. He is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, look, if you do an impression in a Call of Duty lobby, maybe you too one day will achieve fame. I mean, that's why I always play as Richard Nixon. Oh, you know, so I'm hoping I, oh, wow, Jen hates that No, it was so good. <laughs> that I've that never really, seen. There was, was such so a quick, good. pungent reaction wow. from both of us. It was like you both saw a car crash. And you I know, know what? I loved you it. You kind of did. You kind of <laughs> did. I'll take it. Uh, listen, we're going to take a quick break because I think both Sonia and Jen. I need one. Need a minute. But we'll be right back after the break. I had an allergic reaction to that. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. We're back, and have you recovered from the uh, Richard Nixon? Oh my God! Here, all right. Now we're going to go back to another quick break, and (laughs) 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 I think at this point, I think we need a drum roll because after our first game book club, which was so much fun, I had a blast playing uh, Bioshock Infinite. Round two, baby. Let's go. It's time. Once it's a mistake, twice is a tradition, baby. Hey. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we put out a poll on Twitter. And Jen, what are we what are we looking at? So we had three options that we sort of compiled from multiple submissions. You guys all submitted great games. And we each picked one for that you guys to then vote on. And the three choices were Graveyard Keeper, Firewatch. And Lake. And I don't think really any of us knew much about any of these games. So we sort of were just going out on a whim. Out on a whim? That sounds like a weird. Out on a limb. 
limb. A whim. I was How like, about a whim on a limb? I was like, Limbs I know that's limbs. not the phrase, but yet that's all I can think about saying. Um, so the winner, it's very exciting, is Firewatch. Ooh. It won by a lot. It got wow. 72% of the votes, and a lot of people voted. So it got 72%. Whoa. Graveyard Keeper came in second and Lake third. So okay, looks wow. like we'd be playing Firewatch. <gasps> Dang, I'm excited. If I had to guess, I would guess that this game is a flash game where we're all around a fire and that you have to dodge the smoke. Does that ever happen to you? You're on a campfire and the smoke gets in your face. It always follows you. It always follows you. You know why? Wait, I read a thing and and found out why that was. Do you want to know why why it follows you? Why? Yeah. Okay. So if that happens, it's because. Okay, the fire. I'm I'm totally derailing this. I'm derailing. No, please. I'm so curious. It's because. The fire, the fire is sucking in air, right, from all around it. It's sucking mm-hmm. in air. So what happens is if you're too close to the fire, you're blocking the air being sucked in so the smoke comes towards you. <gasps> wow. Right? So if the smoke is constantly coming towards you, take a step back, you're mofo. You're too close. You're, you're, you're blocking the, the the oxygen being fed to the fire. That's what it is. And I wow. feel like this is going to be an essential game mechanic yes. in Firewatch. Yeah. In Firewatch. because And that's why when you move, it follows you because you're still blocking. You're too close. You're still too close. That's it. I think wow. you're on this. I, think I you're just blew something. Jen's mind. I actually knew Science, an outdoor man. fact that Jen didn't I know. I know. Guys, I'm we just so beat Firewatch. We just beat That's Firewatch. Just, we beat it. That has to be what this game's about. Yeah, I can I only it. assume. No, I've so. seen I've seen the the art in this game looks amazing. I've heard really good things. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to give it a shot. I feel like I I'm about at the same as you. I've seen the art. I've heard really good things, but I don't know anything about it. Same. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm really well. excited. And so, yeah, everyone play along with us, too. We're yes. going to, I think, over the next few weeks, just sort of end each episode with a bit of a recap on our playing journey. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this uh, week, no. everybody. You knew what you were in for. Stop. I knew. Yeah, yeah, people are tuning out. People are tuning out and unsubscribing <laughs> our to our podcast. Our podcast. this week. Be sure to read, read and review. Our ratings are plummeting. I like, sound like Nixon being mauled to death by a pack of dogs. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week, everyone. Be sure to rate and review us. Give us five stars and a nice little review. Come on. Don't be a dick. Uh, and follow Good Game Nice Try on Twitter and Please play some Firewatch with us. We'll be back next week and the following week and the week after that to tell you all how we're doing. Uh, And we'll see you next week with a Firewatch update. I'll see y'all. I'm cutting this out. Good Game, Nice Drives, produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton with engineering and sound design by Chester Guasta. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. Special thanks to Lisa Berm and music, as always, you know him, John Danik. I think I need a lozenge. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.